art thou, O great mountain? Before the rubble thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Hansen brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. It blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. I want to welcome us this morning to another beautiful time in the presence of God. Um, if you have uh, testimonies, please kindly write your testimonies down and pass it to the ushers. We'll ensure we'll read them out before the end of the service. If you have a testimony, just get a sheet of paper, write it down, pass it to the ushers. If you don't have where to write, just signal to an usher. They will provide you with something to write. It's important we share our testimonies and we document them. So some of us, um, you don't want to come out. Some of us want to give our testimonies anonymously for whatever reason. So if you have a testimony, rather than keep it away, please kindly document it and we'll read them out. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this morning I want to teach us, you know, on a topic titled The Economy of Heaven and Your Prosperity. It's been a while I've taught on financial prosperity in this church. Maybe it's over a year or two years. I can't even remember the last time. I think it's been a long time. Well, because we are having a um, first food service next Sunday, it's important I just lay some foundation so that we understand how this thing works. I just don't want to assume everybody knows. So I want to establish, I want you to follow me. It's quite um, a long teaching. I want you to follow me as I establish some of these things we need to understand. So the first thing, I've, I've tried to break it down in a simpler way so that we can understand. So the first thing is uh, there's a relationship between riches and dominion. There's a relationship between riches and dominion. In the book of Proverbs 22 and verse 7, it says the rich rules over the poor. And a borrower is a servant to the lender. This scripture did not say the rich Christian. It says once you are poor, the rich will rule over you. And if you look at our country, that's exactly the, the story right now. The rich are ruling over the poor. So you say, ah, me too, I want to contest. I will even contest for governorship. And you say, okay, so uh, the governorship uh, form is 2.5 million. Then you change your mind. Hello? Do you quickly change your mind? Now, okay, let me start with counselor. So you see, the rich are always ruling over the poor. One reason why you must make up your mind not to remain poor. Are you with me? Let me read another translation. Listen. It said, The poor are ruled by the rich. And those who borrow are slaves of money lenders. Now, 
I'm not trying to make anybody guilty, and I'm not saying you should not borrow, but the Bible says you are slave to the money lenders if you borrow. I mean, have they sent you some some messages from all those loan apps before about some of your friends? I want to believe they have not sent to your friends about you. He says, so, 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 person is a thief. How now? Because the guy has borrowed money from a loan app and has refused to pay. Sometimes they even say they won't criminalize the person. They say, this so, so, person is a criminal. And so they have all kinds of, you know, because, and, and the guy is escaping and running and trying to escape because he's actually owing. Are you still with me here? Alright, let's go on. So he says, look, the poor are always ruled by the rich and those who borrow their slaves to money lenders. That's the first thing. There's a relationship between riches and dominion. You want to have dominion, you must have money. You must be wealthy. Are you following me? The Bible says somewhere in the scripture, it says, there is a particular city and a poor man, by his wisdom, delivered that city. He said, but after that, nobody remembered the poor rich, the, I mean, the poor man, the poor wise man. Why? Because he doesn't have money. Number two, number two thing, quickly, is that God has pleasure in our prosperity. Don't let anybody tell you things like, if you are a born-again Christian, you must be poor. If you are serving God, you must be suffering. You must suffer all through your life. Suffer for Christ. Don't no food to eat, trek in the sun all day. No, that's not what the Bible says. Psalm 35, verse 27. Everything I'm telling you today, I'm going to give scriptures for them. Psalm 35, verse 27. It says, Let them shout for joy. Somebody give a shout. Yeah. Let them shout for joy. Who are they referring to? It says, Be glad that favor my righteous cause. He said, Let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified, which adds what? Pleasure. Think about your best food. What's your best food? And you are really, really hungry. Very, very hungry. And they serve you your best food. I mean, you have pleasure. It becomes, that moment becomes pleasurable. You are excited. It's food you want to eat, or so you start rolling your shirt like this. Ha, ah, man. Because you're about to enjoy it. God is excited when you have money. I'm telling you the truth. God loves it for you to have money in your pocket for your family and to help people out there who are... Do you know how many people are dying because of hunger? Do you know how many people are unable to go to school because of 20,000 naira? What about if God blesses you so that you can put smiles on the faces of people? Come on, say, God wants me wealthy. Number three, all blessings, they come from God. All blessings. Come on, say, all blessings. All blessings come from God. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift from above is from above. And they come down from the Father of light with whom is no variable and no shadow of turning. So, every good gift, every perfect gift, is sickness a good gift? It doesn't come from God. Is evil a good gift? 
it doesn't come from God. It's a beautiful car, a good gift. That one can come from God. Good car, a good house. Let me tell you something, people of God. You are limited by your paradigms. Do you know there are some people, they, they may not even be born again. They just believe that me, I can't be poor. It's not possible. I must have money. And they will have it. Mind. Reduce that volume. So, it's about what you believe. You can be a born again Christian because you have a mindset of it's not all of us that, must, that should have money. You just exempt yourself from it. Are you still with me? All blessings come from God. Number four. All blessings come from God through men to men. All blessings. They come from who? Through who? To? See, from men to men. Hmm. The scripture says somewhere, it says, it's the spirit and the bride that says come. Not just the spirit. There is a dynamics of transfer that involves men. God is not going to come down and give you money. God is going to bless you through men. Okay, so let me, Pastor Sylvester, come. Joshua is a come. Let me show you something. So, this is... Uh, Brother Easy, oh yeah, they pray. They are praying for money. Oh Lord, I want money. You used to be in drama. What's going on? Pray, pray, pray. Is that pray hard? You don't you not? Uh-huh. That's how you pray for money. Pray, 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 pray. So, so Minister Abiodu come. So Minister Abiodu is God. So God comes and rubs his back. I say, your prayers are answered. But he won't listen. He's still praying. So, God comes through a man and puts that money that he needs in that man's hands. Okay, it's alright. So, you are going home. This man is around you, but you refuse to greet him because he, he looked at you somehow last week. So, you refuse to greet him. <coughs> Give him an attitude. Stay there. And this one somehow knows that you should help him. But because he's also human and he's giving attitude, he said, well, really you need the woman. He shot it off. So, did God answer his prayer? How come he still doesn't have the money? Because he doesn't recognize that God answers your money when it comes to wealth through man to man. And I'm going to give a scripture to you. Thank you. Look at the scriptures in Luke 38. Look at it. Look at it. Luke 38. Give and it shall what? I can't hear you. Good measure. Let's read together now. Good measure. Shaken together. Shall angel. Oh. Shall men. So you give unto the Lord, but men will do what? Give back unto you. And sometimes the way men will give back to you doesn't mean, oh, let me now come and be greeting everybody up and down. Because now, I don't know whether my money is in Pastor K's hand. 
and he's a gentleman. He doesn't greet. Ah, let me a castle, a kale, a caro. You shall call Shewa. Would they like shaping you? Every rondo, you know. Now, that's not what you do. Otherwise, you make a nuisance of yourself. Are you following? Shall men give unto you doesn't mean you go and put pressure on men. Show kabaibuni shall men give. But notice now what what will make you stop what will make that what will invalidate that attitude is where the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Are you still following me? So when he says shall men give unto you there is your gifting or your value that you have in exchange there's a solution you are providing and somebody is ready to pay for that are you following me so it's not that you go and sit down and you are not doing anything you say shall men shall men shall men what are you doing what work are you involved in what business have you started there has to be a value that you are offering something you are doing in exchange for this money to come and then the supernatural dimension of supply jesus told the disciples go to the seaside you get a fish open the mouth you see money there work is involved go to the seaside Jesus Christ in all his power could have said, no, check that basket there. <laughs> I've commanded the fish to land in that basket. Open his mouth, bring the money out. He, did say, he said, go to the seaside. So there's work involved. Come on, say there's work involved. All right, so even after I've given, I must make sure I'm diligent. Are you following me? You can't say now that I've paid my first fruit for the whole year. I sit down and expect. It doesn't work that way. Payment of false food is not an escapism. I just pay my false food and I'm lazy. Sitting down with Nollywood earning the money. See, there's no work of my hands through which God is going to bring in the blessings. So we're, we're not saying something magical here. Once you pay your false food, pew! No. I've got to give you a balanced teaching on this. While I'm encouraging everybody to pay their first fruit, I'm, I'm telling you that you must be doing something before the cycle of blessing is complete. Are you still with me? Number five, quickly. That was number four, right? Okay. Before I go to number five, you see, there, there are men that are midwifing your destiny. Such people, you can't fight them. People who occupy uh, authority, you know, positions in your life, like your parents, your pastors, the person who ordained you, the person who led you to Christ. You can't fight those people. You can't. The currency you need right now is in someone's account. I hope you know. Number five, wealth and abundance is not an achievement. It's a trust. Deuteronomy 8, 18, Thou shalt remember the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth ye what? Power to what? To get wealth. That he may establish his covenant. That he may establish. That he may establish. That he may establish. So it's for the purpose 
of establishment and because god is the one that gives you the power to get well is giving you in trust it is not an achievement like a lot of people are waiting to have money so that they can deal with their village people when i buy my first car i'm going to my village to let them know that finally you thought i will not arrive here's my arrival Are you following me? It's, it's a trust. So when you have money, really, you shouldn't change the way you walk. It's, it's, you know, when you think, oh, this money that has come is an achievement, that's when you change the way you walk, the way you talk to people, and everything changes, and then there's pride. Oh, there shouldn't be pride. Just be yourself. Because you understand that it's trust. God is trusting me with this money and this wealth. It is the Lord that gives you the power. So if you have a good business or you're working and you're making money, you're making millions, guess what? You are favored. But understand. Eh? Are you following me? That is from God. That is not by your making. You remember that rich man that said, Whoops! I've saved enough money. Now I'm going to just sit back and enjoy myself. I'm going to Dubai. From Dubai, I will connect uh, uh, Bahamas. Uh, from there, I should touch. Uh, no, Australia is not cool. Who wants to great kangaroo? No, not going there. So I go. And then you see all of those things. So this, that rich man did all of that. And God said, You are a fool. For tomorrow, I'm going to require your life from you. Other people will spend that money you saved up. Simply because he didn't recognize that it's from God. Come on, say, all I have is from God. If you don't believe all you have is from God, it's okay. But with time, you will. Because life has a way of teaching lessons. You know why they say life is not fair? <laughs> life. Let's move on. So, you understand that wealth is not your personal achievement. Because prosperity has nothing to do with money. No. Prosperity, definition of prosperity is advancement in life. Advancement. That's prosperity. Nothing to do with money. But you see, advancement in life is going to bring money. So there are people who have money and they are not advanced in life. And so the Bible says the prosperity of fools will destroy them. Are you still with me? Before you can say, I am a prosperous person, let me show you. There are five levels that must be satisfied. Show us on this slide. I, I put it there for them. Number one is spiritual prosperity. Number two, mental prosperity. Number three, bodily prosperity. Number four, financial prosperity. Number five, relational prosperity. Money is just number one out of five. So spiritual prosperity, relationship with God. I'm a born again child of God. I have a relationship with God. I serve God. I'm walking somewhere for God. I'm doing something. Oh, I don't have time to walk in God's house, but I'm one of the financial uh, supporters in church. I give to what the church is doing beautiful spiritual prosperity number two mental prosperity because he said i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper in your soul are you following me 
even as in your soul. So prosperity of the soul is essential. So if you give somebody a lot of money who is not prosperous in his soul, he's going to lose all that money. Somebody who is prosperous in his soul is going to collect all those money in time. You know, have you ever thought like this? I've thought like that once when I was younger that we have uh, a lot of money in this country. Why can't they distribute one, one billion for everybody? It will go around. Let's, let's even don't say one billion. Just give everybody 100 million each. We have enough money. About five people have stolen enough money to serve 30 million to every Nigerian. One person, one person has stolen that amount. One. So, think about it. 10 million for each person. Wow, life will be good. But in three months, those who are poor will have gone back to their poverty. Because there is no value and financial integrity to absorb that amount of money into their lives. So, they're going to lose it. Are you following me? They're going to lose it. Some people will do better with it, even when it's 10 million. Say, so I can convert this 10 million to 100 million. Football bets. Arsenal will win. Manchester United will win. I don't even know how they do that. I mean, I never know. Are you following me here? So, understand how this thing works. You must be prosperous in your mind. Then there's bodily prosperity. So, if you have all the money, and you don't have bodily prosperity you are smoking you are drinking you are eating big grammar every day you are, you are not just taking care of your of your diet over time the body will say time up the money will still be there but the body is tired and when the body is tired the spirit will have to go may your body not be tired one of the guys I follow on Instagram, Larry Lushola, they call him the catalyst. He was doing something since two days ago. He will, he will snap the picture of his food, then put it on the Instagram and say, this is my breakfast this morning. Fish, 50 calories. Uh, egg, uh, 100 calories. Uh, tomatoes, 20 calories. Uh, this one, he will calculate it, everything, 300 calories. Then we'll ask a question, how about you? What did you eat this morning? <laughs> When you do it, of course, you have about 2,000 calories. Say, <laughs> so where, where is my life going this morning? <laughs> and I was wondering, how did this guy calculate the calorie? Show where, you know, what? I, seen, I, I don't know how he did that, but he must have. I will try and find out from the health people we have in the house. Are you with me? Paraventure, you, it will be okay for you to calculate your calorie. By the time you calculate beef alone, you know that you are in trouble. <laughs> or you calculate a goofy. You bought, you bought a malandrin and a goofy marrow. All right, number four, financial prosperity. That's why you see where money is coming in now. So that somebody has, you know, somebody has you We know that it's, it's not likely to last. My job, Berry. Money Miss Road. He will be talking all kind of nonsense. 
uh, with your wife, because I catch your wife, I'm going to take your wife. What kind of... While I understand there's a possibility that he's just doing publicity stunts, you know, just to get people and all that, the mindset is wrong. Mike Tyson is AD. Eh? In his AD. Had Rolls Royce for every color of his suit. You understand what I'm saying? You know how well he did that guy is? He's wearing yellow suit today, yellow Rolls Royce. Not that he wouldn't, that he has bought for the suit. Today it's broke. Broker than broke. How can somebody be that wealthy? See, the prosperity of fools will destroy them. So you don't run after money at the expense of mental prosperity. You don't run after money and you are carelessly not paying your tithe because you see you have put your trust in your uh, business acumen or what you can do or your career or whatever it is so you don't pay tithes and you come with all kind of very foolish arguments like Bill Gates is the richest man does he pay tithes? oh yes he doesn't pay tithes but he's paying something go and find out there's no rich man that is sustaining the wealth that is not paying something somewhere most of those guys are satanists. They are paying their tithe. It's not just not just to church. It's just that it's not for church. Somebody who is expecting Africans to die. Oh, you didn't hear when he said that? He said by by the time COVID nineteen happened, eh, they'll be picking dead bodies on the streets of Africa. But it didn't happen. God did not allow. See, God is good. Because if COVID entered Berry Market, for example, think about it. Because those people, no, those people were not using nose mask. Nope. Body jam market, they, were not, they didn't care. Some of them, you hear them say, hey, let me die. How much money? What's the point? But God in his mercy. Outside the country, they were falling down and dying. Just dying like chickens. U.S., eh, 10,000 deaths in a day, 50,000 deaths in one day. India, oh God, nowhere to bury people again. It was bad. But God knows that these ones, eh, they don't have money. They cannot even buy <laughs> God will send an angel to hold his hand over Africa like this. Eh? Don't allow this thing to enter. And Babadibu he said, the people that are meant to die will die. And some of them died, really. Are you following me here? And some some false prophet came said on the twenty something of June, COVID will go, one rain will fall, it will wash it away. I think the rain has washed him away now. <laughs> so there's financial prosperity. Number five is relational prosperity. Relational prosperity deals with people you know. people that you can access their lives 
because in the kingdom of God sometimes what you need in terms of advancement I'm not even talking about money now I'm talking about the blessing lies with somebody else that's how the kingdom of God has been orchestrated so if your relationship is bad and awkward you are disenfranchised you don't know how to honor people honor is the seed you give for access good understanding is the seed you give for favor are you following me learn to honor people above you and relate with them that's why the bible talks about the scourge of the tongue you don't want people above you to be saying ill negative things about you it's not good number six i gotta move there are three reasons god blesses us number one he desires that we live a comfortable life can you help me please tell your neighbor god wants you to live a comfortable life anything that contradicts that statement is from hell nobody should tell me that god wants us to live a very hard life suffering from hand to mouth having nothing regretting your salvation tired of life most times suicidal God wants you to live a comfortable life. Are you with me here? Let me tell you, there are always four levels. Number one, there is survival. Number two, there's comfort. Number three, there's luxury. Number four, there's extravagance. The last two, survival and extravagance, God doesn't want you there. But survivor is you have nothing living from hand to mouth extravagance is just you know squandering money all over the place but in between comfort and luxury that's where god wants you are you following me you can't tell me that god wants you in lack do you know how why many people are compromising do you know why many, how many people who do you know why they went to prostitution you think they are bad girls they're looking for money they want to eat they want to eat and so somebody comes and says let's have sex I'm going to give you 50k they jump some people will, have, will, leave, will give their body for sex for 2,000 or gent 2k they are not bad people they are just hungry people poor people Are you following me here? That's why God has to bless us in this church. Because one of the things we should do is to rehabilitate them. She be money you want. Go and ask them. Go and do a survey. Daddy, are you enjoying the sex? They'll tell you no. So why are you continuing? Ah, man, go chop now. Mammon spirit. So come, come, come. Don't do that again. We'll give you the money. Set you up with a business. That's the purpose of the church. I will get there in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you still with me? It yes, desires you live a comfortable life. Number two, so that you can provide financial resources for kingdom advancement. You need to understand that. The reason God blesses you, one principal reason, is for kingdom advancement. 
Pastor, let's hold a crusade. I'll sponsor it. Do you know Dangote sponsors crusades? Do you know? I'm telling you authoritatively. That man can never be poor. I'm telling you the truth. Even though he's a Muslim, some of the things he does. Eh! Richest black man. His wealth is crazy. One hundred and something billion dollars. The purpose of wealth is kingdom advancement. Even though this guy is a Muslim, eh, he will call mega pastors and give them billions for crusades. Donate it. So, there's a universal law that seed, time, and harvest will not cease. He didn't say seed from a Christian. Anybody who sows, the harvest will come. See, as long as there's day and there's night. Are you following me here? Number three, so that we can reveal the love and compassion of Jesus to a dying world in practical ways. In practical ways. That's why God is going to bless you. So, think about it. We do posters and we declare next week Sunday is, there's going to be a buffet. Free food for all. We announce on radio. Enough money to announce on radio. Enough money to cook for about 300, 400 people or 500 people. Set a buffet and aside from that provide raw food in bags. Eh? All of this place, all this car park will be jam-packed. Even people that have food in the house, they say, let me go and check. I will preach the gospel to them. What we cannot preach the, without money, you'll be preaching to yourself. <laughs> what are these types on offering to do? Oh, okay. Maybe one day we'll come to church one day, the chairs will not be here. He said, Sorry, today we are we're, we're sitting on the floor. No sound system, no keyboard. Nobody's going to enjoy himself. Three reasons God blesses you. If you understand those reasons and plug into them, you keep on having money. You think you have money now. You plug into this and see how God will bless you. Economic disadvantage has led many to their early death. So you can't afford to be poor. There are people to help out there. So understand that me having money is not about me now. Change that vision. It's about helping people. It's about reaching out. It's about kingdom advancement. When you have that mindset, I'm telling you, money will keep flowing into your hand. You won't be able to explain it. But when you are just thinking of yourself alone, me, I, and myself, it's a selfish life. And that's why some people are not married. There's no money yet. There's no money to settle. There's no money to settle. Go and ask those who are married whether there was money to settle before they settle. They will tell you after they got married that money started coming. And I'm not saying you can't be wealthy before marriage. That's not, I'm not saying that. Are you following me? Come on, say, I've got to be wealthy. I can hear you. Now let me explain some foundational spiritual laws. 
before I even mention false fruit issue, I need you to understand this. I need you to understand why. It will be unfair for me to come as a pastor and be teaching you false fruit. You must give your false fruit. First fruit is it. First fruit. When you give first fruit, second fruit will show up. No. You have to understand this. So that when you are given the first rule, is from the standpoint of understanding and your love for God. Not from the standpoint of wanting to go lower. But if you come with that standpoint, then you didn't give first fruit. It's just wasted money. I want you to honor God with the first fruit and see the blessing. Are you with me here? So, foundational spiritual laws. Number one is the law of value. You must understand this. That your value is a measure of your usefulness in the marketplace your ability to solve problems your ability to provide solutions that are useful in the context of our civilization that this is what i am offering people will need this they will buy it you must think like that what can i do that people will need what can i do that people will buy an example is the restaurant business people will keep on eating have a good restaurant put AC there put nice nice uh, interior you make your money are you following me you want to enter into business you don't enter into the kind of business that you know you go and enter into the business of an item that people need once in a year no you think about everyday need water everyday need Pure water business, it will always sell. You say, eh, I will have done that business, so but NAFTAC number. So the people that use this is NAFTAC alphabet they are using. No, because we are not ready to just press. Any little opposition I say, ah, it's not for me. Any little ah, it's not for me. Any little ah, it's not for me. You are not ready to go through the bureaucracy that is involved in setting up some of those things. He said, me, to go and line up the secretariat for one document, I can't even do it. A lot of people are poor because of that. Go through the process. And don't abandon, I mean, 10 business ideas, none have started. But all of them have been completed halfway. Because you, you do it a little, then you run. You do it a little, then you run. You do it a little, then you run. No, you press into it until you get there. Are you following me here? So there has to be value. Your value will determine who pursues you and who rewards you. Money is reward for the value that you offer. Gather secondary school students. Tell them, I want to do free lesson for you. After two weeks, say it's over. Some of them will tell their parents, they will come back with money. You have started. You're in 200 level in school. You have first class brain. You are, not, you are not eating first class food. Because you are not thinking. You need to move from your intellectual prowess to being smart, to, to being street smart. There are people who don't have intellectual prowess, only well, one to ten. But they are more wiser than you in business. Make friends with them. Make friends with them. Make friends with them. one yard baggy. They understand some things you don't understand.
in, in our men's meeting, we're reorganizing our men's meeting. All the men in the church, all the men in the church, I want you to wait after service today for five minutes. There's something I want to tell you. We are having our regular men's meeting. We don't want our women to overtake us. But this is a year to pursue, recover. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Pastor Sophia. You know, I'm just kidding. Okay, so we'll have regular meetings. And in such meetings, we'll bring business people to share ideas. How did you even start? Where did you get money from? Are you following me here? Life is dynamic. People are moving. You are still arguing about who we, I will not pay tight. Oh, God. After five years of Christianity, leave that place. You are still struggling on how to use WhatsApp. When people are doing NFT, selling stuff on NFT. You say, what's NFT? Then you, if, if, if you don't get it, <laughs> if you are sincerely, if you are saying, what's NFT here? The way, the, way, the, the way life is moving, eh? The way life is moving, if you are not careful, it's your children that will teach you how to use. Now, I'm an IT person, but there are some things. I'm losing grasp. I'd love to call to my So, how... how life has moved on. Eh? People are making millions of dollars on NFT. Eh? At work, one million dollars. Artwork. If you are still thinking of selling your artwork in Dubai and putting it on the road, you are far behind. If you are still saying, What's Bitcoin? I cannot do Bitcoin in my life. It's only Naira I know. Okay? In another five years, it will surprise you that everything will be cryptorized. And I'm not saying you should go and put your money in crypto without understanding. They will fry you alive. Those people above, their systems are perfect. They will, they will rush you like this. You put your money, they'll collect it. Crazy people up there. Just by announcement of Twitter, they change this. They will say, you start buying, you start buying, you start buying, you start buying. Sometimes you start selling and selling and selling. They are buying and buying. I mean, all kinds of sentiments going on there. Learn those things. Are you, so, are you here with me? There's a website called Espartner where you can do affiliate business in Nigeria. Register, help other people to sell stuffs and make millions, literally. That's where relationship matters. Because there are people around you who are making money. I hope you know. You won't know them because sometimes it's not by their dressing. They don't write it on their head like this. I'm a multi-millionaire. But there are people that you can learn from. Are you following me? Justin Bieber, the guy held his concert eh? on Metaverse. Concert, well attended. Are you following me? You see people coming in. I didn't see that. They told me no. people coming in to sit down on Metaverse. The only problem I have with that thing is that the the, the kind of creature that people assume on metaverse you see demonic people with arms monkeys lion face all kind of demonic creatures but the reality is that the world has moved eh people are buying land 
Did you hear what I said? They are buying properties in Metaverse. That's <laughs> it. Virtual properties, millions of dollars being paid for it because they can resell. People have been asked to build virtually their house. So, if you don't understand, you need to convert your analog brain to digital brain. You know that just like some of our parents, you buy them a phone for WhatsApp. Say, I don't know how to do this thing. See, Daddy, this thing is simple. <laughs> it's becoming like that. It's your children that will teach you better verse. Because I heard about NFT first. My son was talking. He said, NFT. I said, what's NFT? That day I said, it's like I'm lagging behind. I won't allow these guys to sell me. <laughs> Are you following me? Go and Google it and find out. Because very soon people will start getting wife on Metaverse. <laughs> it's like the world just went crazy. Really. The, the digital world just went crazy. So if you are still struggling with how to manage Facebook account, Facebook is no longer Facebook, it's Meta. Over time you discover. And I won't say metaverse is from God, and that I want to say is from the devil. But if you don't know how to play games online, you can't understand. Because everything is about virtual. This is not my message today. Let's leave NFT. Number two law is the law of productivity. The ability to create, enhance, and then develop your value into products. The value you have, the giftings you have. How do you monetize your giftings? You must sit down and find out. There are books to read, people. Everything you are trying to do now, some people have done it. How do I monetize my giftings? How, how will I make this thing I can do or I have a flair for? How will I make people buy it? Then you are talking of packaging. You are talking of um, exposure, publicity. As in, the way, li- the way life is dynamic right now, you can't just sit down hoping that I gave my offering last week. Something, somebody, somebody will just come and give me money. You must find something doing Number three is the law of absolute These laws I'm giving us, they govern prosperity and increase. You must know them. The law of absolute surrender. Talk to any wealthy person who has been wealthy for a while. In the millions, they will tell you, this is what I do. They will tell you that I have about four businesses. Because even people like Dangote, they cannot rest. I hope you know, those people don't sleep. Because they must keep on. Eh? servicing the day he sees down to rest somebody will overtake him law of absolute surrender Job 22, 21 to 25 giving to God that's what the Bible says giving to God come to terms with him and everything will turn out just fine let him tell you what to do and that's very important let God direct you take his words to heart verse 23 come back to God Almighty he will rebuild your life he will clean house of everything evil then verse 24, it says, relax your grip on your money and abandon your gold-plated luxury. Let God Almighty be your treasure 
more wealth than you can imagine. Number four is the law of tithe. Maybe later I will take time to explain all these things. Right now I'm just running through them. The law of tithe is a law in itself. You can't joke with your tithe, people. You want kingdom prosperity, you must be a tither. Malachi 310 message translation, bring your full tithe to the temple treasury so there will be ample provisions in my temple. Test me in this and see if I don't open up everyone itself to pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. So your tithe is not what you give to the poor. Your tithe is not, as I was coming to church, I saw one man and he has no it, so I gave him a tithe. No. Your tithe is to be brought to the church and given to God. Separate your tithe from the money you give to the poor, use for charity and all of that. Number five is the law of giving. Genesis 8.22 While the earth remained, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. And under the law of giving, then you have uh, things like profit offering or venison. Profit offering or venison is the money you give or you sow into the life of your pastor or your man of God. And doing that helps open you up to supernatural flow of finances. Then there's false fruit offerings, there's kingdom offerings, and then there are others like vows and seed faith and all of that. But the false fruit is powerful because there's a prophetic dimension to it. One of the mysteries of first fruits is what we want to do next Sunday when we bring our first fruits as a sacrifice unto the Lord. And listen to me, you can use your sacrifice to break cycles, cycle of poverty. Talk to people who are kingdom promoters and they are wealthy. They will always tell you that there was one day I did this and boom when you want to change your financial level it will require sacrifice I'm not trying to make us uncomfortable because even me now it's not easy for me teaching this because like asking for money but I can't hold back the truth from you if you want to break certain seasons of your life you do it with sacrifice I'm telling the truth I was, te- I was speaking to God about my first fruit and I was telling God about certain things I want done this year and God told me my first fruit to pay I immediately paid it I emptied my account I'm saying this under God. And I'm not saying you should do the same. I'm telling you what I did, what God told me. When I paid my first read, I had 11 naira left. Don't sympathize with me. No. If you are going to do anything, rejoice. Because the harvest will be massive. So first fruit is not something you say, okay, okay, okay. That be? No, you listen to God and let him tell you. And then you present it to God. And see what happens. You can use sacrifice, falsehood to change the cycle of your life. 
the time I started earning dollars, earning about a thousand dollars every month for about two years consistently, it was sacrifice. I went to God. God, I need, I need to do this. I need to do that. God said, "This is what I want you to give," and I gave it. I don't have time to explain. Maybe some other day. Supernatural circumstances took place. And I've told you before. But let's go on. Because of our time. So in Proverbs chapter 3, 9 to 10. He says, Honor the Lord with your substance. And with the first fruit of all your increase. So shall your burns be filled with plenty. And your prices shall what? Bust out with new wine. So, how do you honor the Lord? Honor there is your value system to God. Your value system. So, why is the Bible saying we should honor Him with our first fruit? Because God's order is that when the root or the foundation is blessed, the remaining is blessed. Give us Romans eleven sixteen. It's on the slide there. He said, if the first fruit is holy, listen, the lump is also holy. If I bring my first fruit to God, then the remaining of my finances this year becomes holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. It's a major scriptural principle that governs first fruit. That the first represents the total. And that whatever you do with the first will govern the rest. So by, as, by presenting your first fruit to God, you are asking God in a covenant arrangement to take care of the remaining months of the year. This is the reason for first fruit. The reason for first fruit is not that you bring money so that the church can have money. It is for you, not for me. And then I'm going to say a few things about the practice of first fruit. Number one, is that first fruit offering must be taken to God's house. I know some of you did transfer. It's okay. But on that day, you come out and bring a token, like representative of what you have transferred. In Exodus 23, 19, look at it. The first of the first fruit of your land, you will bring into the house of the Lord. See if he says, I'm the Lord your God, and you must bring the first part of your harvest to the place of worship. It has to be brought consciously. Number two, first fruit offering must be delivered to the priest or the pastor. It's known as a high priest in Israel. In Leviticus 23 verse 10, it says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you come into the land which I give unto you, and you shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest unto the priest. Number three, the first fruit offering applies to all that a man engages in for livelihood. Deuteronomy 18.4 It says, The first also of your corn, of your wine, of your oil, and the first of the fleece of your sheep shall thou give him. Number four. The giving of first fruit offering must be accompanied with worship. And this is important. When you're going to bring your first fruit, you bring it in worship. 
that offering is sacred is unto the lord so you are worshiping with it so what we'll do next sunday when you bring it when you come with your first fruit you will worship god with it listen to me i listened to a man of god said in the church a man of god preached and they raised money sacrifice said he didn't have anything to give so he went to his house packed everything he had like we lay his hands on and dragged it in a sack he said god told him and before he brought it he said for three hours he prayed on it that's the worship part three hours he prayed on it lord this sacrifice then he brought it took it to the altar that singular action changed his financial fortune. Deuteronomy 26.10 And now behold, I bring the first fruit of the ground which you, O Lord, have given me. And you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. Number five. It must be offered once and during each cycle of harvest which was yearly in biblical times. However, you should know that in situation of multiple planting seasons, within one year, it becomes due after each harvest, like promotions, like change of job. So Nehemiah 10, 35, it says, And we obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first of all the fruits of all trees year by year to the house of the Lord. Somebody says, hey, I paid first fruit last year, two years ago. I didn't see anything. That's why I taught you about the law of value, law of productivity, changing your paradigm, first of all, as a foundation. Because if those things are not in place, then it's going to look like nothing is working. Number six, givers of first fruit offering, they will enjoy God's comprehensive insurance. Because God issues automatic judgment on whoever, whatsoever attempts to devour givers of false fruit. We see that in Jeremiah 2, 3. He says, Israel was holiness unto the Lord, and the false fruit of his increase, all that devour him shall offend, evil shall come upon them. So, when you pay your false fruit, you become untouchable, as it were. Number seven. God can be called upon to specially favor the giver of first fruit. You can get to the month of March. God, <laughs> I paid my first fruit. This and this and this. I want it to happen this month. Nehemiah 13, 31. Look at it. He says, I arranged for a regular supply of altar wood at the appointed times and for the first fruits. Next thing he said, remember me. Oh my God, for good. You can call God to remembrance over your first fruit. Number eight, there is a tangible blessing when you honor God with your first fruit. Ezekiel 44 verse 30, look at what it says. It said, the priest shall have the best of all the first ripened fruits. The best of every gift from all your contribution must go to the priest. The best of your dough must go to the priest. And then he said, this will cause a blessing to rest on your home. A particular transition says, after the people are presented their first fruit, then the priest will bless the people. Listen to me, people of God. Listen. And I'm saying this with all sense of responsibility. I've started praying 
that every blessing that will be proclaimed upon you less only will become a reality and I want to give you one prayer point it's very simple and you are praying for me all through this week that God lets the words of our pastor let it not fall to ground let it be as fire because I'm going to proclaim as the scripture says proclaim the blessing upon you are you with me here number nine which is the last thing is that the person the person is more important than the first fruit if you look at the scriptures God is not always interested in your money without first being interested in you as a person a lot of pastors and churches sadly enough manipulate people and make them feel like <clears throat> once you bring the money you're okay it doesn't work like that God is interested in you as a person I'm good I'm going to show you scripture in a moment you as a person the quality of your life God is not a user you understand that it's not as you just bring money just bring money no he wants your life to improve that's why they seed and harvest. That as you give, the quality of your life is improving. Because God is, is pleasurable you being wealthy. Because now you become a showcase of what his power can do in anybody's life. Imagine you trying to invite somebody to church this morning. The person is not coming. He's not going. I say, okay. Maybe you come next week. But take this 5K. Fijam. Oh, my change mind there. Okay, okay. Time with them in church here. Eh? It's going to change his mind. That's why the book of James says, look, when somebody, you are ready, I'm coming. Let me finish this one. That's why, <laughs> that's why the book of James says, if you, if somebody comes to you and says, I'm hungry, don't just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this man, bless him, bless him, give him money to eat, in Jesus' name. Go in this thy strength. No, he said, after you have prayed, put your money in your pocket and say, okay, take this, go and eat. That's true prosperity. Ability to look at a man in the midst of his needs and meet that need. That is kingdom prosperity. So prosperity is not just for you as a person. It's for people. It's for the kingdom. It's for the Lord. And you need to understand that. When you have a kingdom uh, perspective, first foot, once a year, I will do it. When you are selfish and you don't have kingdom perspective, it's oh, difficult for you. It's a falsehood. Or you just take any amount. Two five. This is your falsehood. So two five is your value for God. Because it says, honor the Lord with your huh? substance and the false fruit of your increase. So, God is interested in you as a person. I'm already rounding up. Genesis chapter 4. Look at it, 4 to 5. It says, And Abel, he also, look at it, he brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. Look at it. And the Lord had respect unto Abel 
and his offering. Look at that. He had respect unto who? He didn't say he had respect to his offering alone. He had respect unto Abel, the person, before the offering. And in verse 5, he said, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. Cain, offering. And you see, the Bible doesn't miss words. Every word you see in the Bible is not a mistake. I mean, the Bible could have said that God had respect unto the offering of Abel. He said, had respect unto Abel, the person first before what you are giving unto the Lord. Which is why the number one thing God is interested in is first of all your life as a person. He wants a relationship with you. If you have a relationship with God, paying tithe will not be an issue to you. One tenth of my money to the God that I love is not an issue. It is when you, you don't love God, you don't have a relationship, that becomes difficult. And people will always criticize tithes, false fruit, and all the rest, till Jesus comes. He said from the time, the child that was a point of the flesh is criticizing the one of the spirit. If you read about Agar and Isaac, Agar was mocking Isaac. Isaac was the ideal son. About uh, what's the name of Hagar's son? Ishmael was mocking, was mocking him. And the Bible says in the book of Galatians that it is the same today. The point of the flesh is mocking the point of the spirit. So people go on social media and say, "Are we idiots? They are paying tight. You are a fool if you give pay your tight. You are an idiot if you pay false fruit. All of that will be." And this is what happened in the story of Cain and Abel, because God did not have respect unto the offering of. Um, Cain, he killed his brother out of envy. So people will continue to kill believers on social media over the issue of tithes and offering. But that shouldn't stop you because you are doing this from the point of revelation, not from the point of manipulation. It's not from the point of, of compulsion. If you don't pay your first fruit, you will die. Mm-mm. If you don't pay your first fruit, there will be no food for you in 2022. Mm-mm. It's not if you do, if you do, if you don't, God will keep. It's out of love, out of relationship. If, if your earthly dad needs something right now, you provide it. Why? Out of love. Are you still with me? Can you close your eyes one moment, everybody? This message is brought to you by Dunamis and Sophia. Part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of the Center, Jesus and Hope's Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Dunamis, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shouts of Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global, on YouTube at Dunamis Tunde, Noah. On MixLR at KC Global. Visit our website www.kcsandhooks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us. Kisses and partnership. God bless you.